This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Okay. Well, I'm pretty fired up, and I'll tell you why. Today's show is going to focus on our national pastime. That's right, baseball. And what in the world has happened to our game? Now, i got to tell you, one of the great joys of watching baseball is that it, it generates lots and lots and lots of debate. Anything from who's the best player in the game today to whether an ump's strike zone is too tight to whether the manager should have his hitter bunt late in the game to move runners into scoring position. That's the essence and the joy of baseball. But the game has changed in recent years. And quite frankly, in my, in my humble opinion, it's not changed for the better. In fact, if baseball continues along this pathway, it's going to astonish us all by how quickly the game will fade away in terms of its popularity. Not just with the, the younger generation of up-and-coming little leaguers, who obviously these days you rarely see little kids out playing baseball, you know, in backyards or on sandlots or in, at school grounds. And they sure as heck don't watch the game on TV. But you're also going to see the, the baseball's hardcore base of older fans. They're going to walk away from the game, and many of them already have, because they're getting bored with the current game and the way the game is being played. And so the time has come. I've watched a lot of baseball this past spring and summer and fall. And friends, I got to tell you, it's really time to save the game. And this morning's show, <clears throat> we're going to hear from two individuals who are as passionate about this issue as anyone in the country. In just a few moments, I'm going to be joined first by Kevin Gallagher, former all-star ball player at Pace University, who played in the Pirates organization. Kevin for those who listen to the show on a regular basis, he's been on the show before talking about his terrific book, Teach Your Kid to Hit So They Don't Quit. And that book is very much tied into this growing movement that we're calling Save the Game. 
And then later on in the hour, former Major Leaguer Jeff Fry will join us as well. Like Kevin and myself, Jeff is adamant about trying to save the current game of baseball, get it back the way it should be played. You'll find Jeff's comments as a former big leaguer to be eye-opening as well. And yes, we'll take your calls as usual, but today we have a different number for you to call. And let me make this very clear, and I'll repeat this to you so you have it right. We're having some technical issues with our usual 877-337-6666. So I would ask you this morning to call this number instead, 866-540-9326. Again, I'll repeat that. It's 866-540-9326 if you'd like to join in our conversation about what is wrong with baseball today and how it can be turned around and saved. And if you call in, you'll have a chance to talk to uh, everybody's favorite, Ed R. Zuman, the Zoo Man. (laughs) <laughs> talk to you about you know what's happening in terms of why we're having a different phone line today. Anyhow, let me first bring in Kevin Gallagher. Kevin's a local guy. He grew up in Croton Hudson. He starred, as I mentioned, at Pace University, signed with the Pirates, and he joins me this morning from Florida, where he now lives. Kevin, good to talk to you again. Hey, good to see you. Hear you, Rick. Nice yeah, good morning. I know it's early, but I do thank you getting up this morning to talk about this incredibly, uh, to my way of thinking, incredibly important issue, and I know you share my passion. Uh, a reminder to our listeners that you were inspired to write uh, Teach Your Kid to Hit So They Don't Quit um, because you felt that there was just too much being out there in terms of launch angles, kids trying to always hit home runs. Um, and, I, and if you... I'm going to go through a couple of things you've written in a second here, Kevin, but basically the the way to do this is to talk about the fact that baseball has become a three-outcome activity, and that is the batter these days either walks, strikes out, or occasionally will hit a home run, and let's face it, home runs are not don't happen very often. So again, three outcomes, you walk, you strike out, or you, maybe you hit a home run. Kevin, let me put this in a different way for our friends since we're now into uh, the start of the football season. Suppose the NFL decided to have every play in each game to be a long, long pass play. There are no runs. There are no short passes. No, no handoffs. Uh, no deception. Just long passes on every play. Quarterback tells his receivers, just go as far as you can, and I'll throw it as far as I can. Hopefully you'll catch it. And maybe you'll catch the ball, and that'll be a touchdown. Well, to me, if every play was a long, long pass play in football, that would be pretty boring. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, Rick, I would. I think you're at the crux of the, of the issue. The home run is a wonderful thing. We all yes. get excited about it, but it's a sudden impact thing. So you're sitting there, your fans are checking their phones in the, in the ball game. All of a sudden, boom, it's, it's over the fence. You cheer for 30 seconds, and you sit down. And you wait a long time for that to happen again. And um, what, what we need in baseball, like football, it's a very exciting sport because uh, the plays are rapid and each play has a, some sort of an outcome. Um, in, in last year, over 36% of at-bats in, in the major leagues were either a walk, a home run, or, or, or a strike. But so yeah, they, they I, need, the game needs more action. Yeah, let me give you some. I'm going to read back to you some things you've written recently, Kevin, uh, because I do think they're right on target. I mean, I, 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 um, I mean you wrote, for example, the other day, Hank Aaron hit over 700 home runs. Willie Mays hit over 600 home runs. But the both of them only struck out, on average, about 66 times a season. 66 times a season over their 30-year careers. They both used swings that made direct contact more often, 
put the ball in play way more often than the current homogenized swing of today's current big leaguers. Uh, today's ball players, as we know, they talk about launch angle. We talk about they try to put the ball loft, put the ball into the air. It's a different kind of stroke, and, and it's a swing. And again, I'm quoting you, Kevin. It's a swing that tries to hit the ball in the air every single time. Launch angle 30 degrees approximately. It tries to maximize exit velocity. Tries to hit the ball over the shift, over the outfielders, and as we mentioned, over the wall for a home run. It's a swing that is designed these days to swing as hard as you can every time. It's a swing designed to hit a home run. It's also a long swing because it drops the top hand and barrel of the bat below the incoming pitch and then needs the barrel to come back up and meet the ball at the one and only intersection point possible. Uh, again, folks, I'm talking with Kevin Gallagher. We're talking about this, the launch angle and the power swing today and how this has really sort of totally disrupted the game. It causes the swing, this causes hitters to commit early to get to that one contact point, and when they don't, they always just swing under the ball. It's a, it's a swing that has created a record number of swings and misses. It is a swing that has caused a record-breaking number of strikeouts in every game, which really makes the game extraordinarily boring. And, of course, it's the swing that's called the infield shift, uh, you know, Kevin, I can go on all of this stuff, but the fact is you've done a nice job here delineating the fact that it's okay in Major League Baseball today. It's okay for batters to be content and satisfied with hitting 220 with 35 home runs but having 200 strikeouts, and they get paid a lot of money. It makes the game boring, long. It's just ruining what's going on, the real joy and the entertainment value of baseball. I mean, and we've talked about this before, Theo Epstein, who obviously is, a, is an ardent supporter of analytics and had great success with Boston and with the Cubs, he even says, quote, the game needs more action. We need to have these tremendous athletes who are just standing around most of the time really have a chance to show off their incredible athletic talents. Kevin, you wrote these things. I mean, this is the essence of where we are with baseball today. I mean, how, how, is this, how have we gotten to this point and what can we do to save the game? Well, two things. Theo also came out recently and said that he was wrong, that the analytics that he was an arbiter of um, has actually hurt the aesthetic and value and the entertainment portion of the game. And that's what I want to talk about is the entertaining portion of the game, which is going to kill this, the game of baseball. And at the root of that is the swing, right? The swing has caused – everybody has the same swing. It's homogenized. So everyone's talking about the pitching being more difficult. The pitchers have adapted to the one swing. They know the floor of every hitter before they come up. It's the high fastball. It's the ball out of the strike zone. The throwing uh, balls, because the long swing makes them swing at pitches they, they don't they don't see qu- early enough, creates these long counts, longer games. You know all that everything you just mentioned. Yep. Um, and, and it's exactly so. It's the swing I believe that's at the at, at the root of it. I was watching the game last night. The Mets had a two hitter going. Uh, the pitcher was in the fifth inning had ninety seven pitches because they're not throwing strikes and throwing balls, hoping this long swing will swing at it. So, um, but it's the swing. Um, and once once again, it creates more home runs. It actually, scores more runs in the long run. But it, it, it has less contact, less hits, and less rallies. And these are the things that provide continuous action to a fan. A fan has tension when there's two men on base and, 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 and they're down by a run or two for a longer period of time than a 30-second home run trot does, right? And what happens when you put the ball in play, the ballet of baseball begins, right? 
balls in the gap, guys are going to cutoff positions, the, the, the runners are running around the bases, the balls are being thrown, they're sliding, ball gets away. All this is action. Of course. You know, it and- last 10 or 15 minutes. And, and But the swing has taken all that away. And, and so everybody- the value of the game is, is, is what's been hurt. And what has happened, uh, friends, let me, again, I'm going to give you this phone number this morning because it's not the usual uh, number you call into the fan. The new number to call this morning is 866-540-9326. Again, 866-540-9326. Of course, uh, welcome your thoughts and comments about this very important topic. But what has happened, Kevin, over the last five or ten years as the swing has changed and it, it emphasizes Everybody wants to be a home run hitter. You know, swing as hard as you can for three pitches. If you strike out, no big deal. No, you don't have to feel any sense of uh, uh, any concern. You just take your bat back to the dugout, and the next guy comes along, and maybe he'll take his three cuts, and maybe he'll get a hold of a ball and maybe hit it for a home run, but most time they don't. That's why we see all these games this year with staggering amounts of strikeouts. We're seeing a record number of no hitters. The kid, the guy's playing baseball today, and this goes down to the kids. The scouts are looking for power hitters up and down the lineup. Not so much concerned anymore as they used to be uh, with guys who can run or guys who can hit the ball to all fields. Not looking for guys who, uh, who hit for an average. Not looking for guys who can make things happen on the base paths. They're looking for guys who have that occasional pop in their bat that they can hit a home run, hit a ball for a lot of power. And, that's, and so, of course, the kids today – looking at this and thinking, well, if that's what they want, then I'll just change my swing and, and I'll try to do the same thing. The problem is, of course, that very, very few kids have the talent or the ability or the strength to hit home runs on a regular basis. And you see that obviously at the big league level as well. It, the, the bottom line is it becomes very, very stagnant, a very sterile, very, uh, very boring game. It's a real concern. Yeah, Rick, uh, you know, across the country, uh, fans, journalists, everybody's complaining about it, as we are here, well, pointing out the flaws of it. But today, I come on the show to talk about something a little bit different. Um, you know, we understand that baseball is losing popularity, attendance is down, TV viewership, people complaining. Yep. But most importantly, our youth are disconnected from baseball because of the lack of entertainment, all right? And once again, it's the swing that's at, at the root of this. But baseball needs to fix the disengagement of this younger generation. Or like any other business, okay, if they don't create new customers, it will slowly die. And before it dies, yes. it's going to go to a state of irrelevancy. Baseball can become irrelevant if they don't create new customers. I mean, Blockbuster is a prime example. They thought everyone was going to continue to come in on a January night when it's 12 degrees, get a, a, a movie, go home, watch it, rewind it, and bring it back the next day. And the kids said, no, there's something better we want to do. You know, we want to sit at home and download this stuff. So they, the baseball is not paying attention to what the youth is, is, is telling them. So what we're, uh, we're announcing today, and Jeff Fry will be saying the same thing, is that we're announcing a movement, a national movement designed to affect changes that are going to save baseball from becoming irrelevant. Yep. We're announcing on your show, Rick, right here now, a social and digital movement that's going to involve ordinary baseball fans across America and give them a platform to let Major League Baseball know that we want changes of the game. And the goal of this movement is going to be to collect a million digital signatures in an online platform that we can bring to Major League Baseball. And we're going to call this the March to a Million. And uh, we're, the effort is to save the game. Our trademark save the game. We have a website we're building out. Uh, this will be released shortly and over the over the, um, the um, off season. We're going to launch it. It's going to intersect the worlds of um, sports, ex-major leaguers, ex-coaches, entertainers, uh, artists, journalists, uh, politicians. We're going to make sure they talk to baseball only. But people that have a large platform, we're going to cascade this message out 
And we're going to ask the average American fans to be part of history, to be part of changing the game of baseball, saving the game by joining this movement, getting the million um, signatures. And at that point, our plan is also to bring it to MLB and, um, and have a conversation with them about what we think they can do to help us create um, not, not just the swing that we have today, but maybe add in contact hitting, which will add a little more dimension to the game, bring back the entertainment. Because the kids, if they're not watching the game, Rick, which they're not, and they're not playing the game, um, in 10 years, that's their, you can call them fans. I call them customers. The customers are not going to be there. They're going to they're they're slowly die. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And as I said, you know, right at the start, I don't, th- I mean, look, uh, the owners are the ones who basically control the game because they obviously have the, they own the rights to uh, each team. Uh, all the owners are ext- fabulously wealthy individuals. Um, and, but the fact is, they seem to be missing the, point of view of baseball and baseball has been through a lot over the years and yet it's been unbelievably durable but this may be the one time that the owners are really going to miss the boat and realize they're going to kill the game now i don't know if the owners understand all this uh they all have these unusual gimmicks this year uh some have worked like the uh the, uh, the the baseball game between the Yankees and the White Sox and the Field of Dreams, that was wonderful. That was great. But clearly the, the All-Star game was the least watched All-Star game in years. The uniforms that, that, that they come out with, the City Connect uniforms, uh, it, it just has a jarring effect upon fans. Uh, the Major League Baseball says that the, that younger people love those uniforms. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I, hard to see that. Um, the fact of the matter is that they're going to basically, as you said, really lose their fan base, not just the, the current fan base, but also the younger fan base because the kids have so many other, other ways to entertain themselves. They sure as heck aren't going to go and say, I'm going to sit down and watch a ball game today uh, between the Yankees and Red Sox because i got other things to do that are faster paced and more, more fun. It is a real yes. concern. So, I, I, you know, I hear you loud and clear. So. Rick, uh, the average age of a TV viewer of baseball is 57, and that's 15 years older than any other sport. As these people move on, die off, they got to be replaced. And only 7% of people under the age of 18 watch baseball. There's a problem here. Baseball understands there's a problem. They're just going about trying to fix it the wrong way. They're putting a man on second base to try to um, end the game sooner. Let's get this thing over with because it's already been three and a half hours. The damage is already done. It's the pace of the game inside the game with so many strikeouts and so many walks that it's just so boring. So they're making changes and less visits to the mound. They're taking a three-and-a-half-hour boring game and trying to make it a three-hour boring game. What we're saying is that you need a different style of play. You need contact hitting. You need people to run the bases, hit behind the runner. We're not saying it's better than it was 20 years ago. What we're saying is that style can be mixed in to the mix along with this lift swing because you you need sluggers. But uh, you need to interject some entertainment into the game because no, the kids aren't watching it, and your, your business is going to slowly die. And so yeah, it's going to be a revenue hit to them as well, Rick, because <laughs> the next time they sign a contract, and I'll tell you, they just signed a contract with ESPN, and it's $150 million less per season than it was last contract. Yep. The reven- it's going to be a revenue impact to them, and that's going to get I, their attention. And, I, and uh, we've well, got to take a break, uh, Kevin, and obviously I want to continue talking to you and also bring in Jeff Fry. But the fact is, and we'll get to the whole revenue situation, as you just mentioned, that's going to get the owner's attention. Uh, the fact is uh, that not only are the, the TV ratings plummeting, They've been plummeting for quite some time, and the attendance at the games is also going downhill. So if we can basically, you know, plead to the owners, I'd say, look, you've got to get more entertainment value into the game to save the game. But the fact of the matter is 
they're going to re- realize that all of a sudden the, these cash cows of, of a fan attendance and TV revenue is going to begin to dissipate. And when that happens, then they'll say, oh, okay, what, what can we do to save the game? Simple as that. All right, let me, let me take a time out, friends. I want to remind you once again to join our conversation this morning, a different number to call, and it's 866 540 uh, again, 866-540-9326. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Stay with me. We're talking this morning about saving the game, and my guests include Kevin Gallagher, who is uh, really, uh, you know, everybody knows Kevin from his great book, uh, Teach Your Kid to Hit So They Don't Quit, which I heartily recommend if uh, you're a youngster who wants to learn how to hit a baseball uh, to the point that uh, they not only learn how to hit the ball the right way, but will stay with the game. Uh, and also talking about, Kevin's talking just before the break about, you know, this movement he's announcing to save the game, to really sort of get people all around the country to say, look, to the owners of the, of the major league teams, Let's get this. Let's get this back to the sense of entertainment. This, if we keep going down this road with uh, launch angles and defensive shifts and max pitching all the time, we're just gonna have so many strikeouts. The game is gonna get incredibly boring, and you're just gonna lose your younger audience, and the game will fade away very, very quickly. And right now, joining our conversation, and by the way, friends, we'll take your calls as well at our new number this morning, which is eight six six five four zero. 9326. Again, 866-540-9326. We are joined now by Jeff Fry. Now, Jeff Fry played close to a decade in the big leagues, primarily as a second baseman for the Texas Rangers, Red Sox, Colorado, and Toronto. Lifetime 290 hitter. Not too bad for a guy who was a 30th round draft choice out of Southeastern Oklahoma State University. And, and Jeff uh, joins us this morning from, Jeff, good morning. Are you in, are you in Texas or Oklahoma these days? Uh, hey, good morning, Rick. I'm in Texas. Okay, so thank you for getting up early. Now, uh, and I want to, first of all, tell everybody that uh, you definitely want to check out Jeff's very popular podcast at shegonehitting.com. Again, just like it sounds, shegonehitting.com. Now, Jeff, I got to tell you, um, we know about Kevin's concerns of the game. I feel the same way. What are your concerns about baseball and how it's played today? Yeah, they're, they're pretty much the same as you guys. I, uh, I was just thinking about that a minute ago that, you know, it seems like we see things happening in the game today that we never saw 20 years ago, and it just seems like some of the, the failings are, are – are just accepted and I know when I played if I made a mistake on the field I was going to hear it every single time I came in the dugout yeah. for my manager yeah <laughs> and, and and now you just see guys doing things that uh, we weren't allowed to do and nobody says anything to them and I think it's terrible for the game how was that even possible I mean again I mean uh, I, I hear you loud and clear uh, and and I, I just I mean back in my day if you came to bat with a with a runner on third base, uh, with less than two outs, your first maximum obligation was to score that guy. It was called situational hitting. These days, I see guys come up to bat with a guy on third base, and they just uh, take three hefty cuts. And if they strike out, no big deal. They just walk away. I'm like, how how can is nobody going to talk to that batter and say, you understand, you left a you left a teammate on third. All you had to do is make contact, put the ball into play. And then everybody goes, I'm happy. But nobody seems to have that kind of accountability anymore. And that's just one small example. I agree with you 100%. I was watching the game the other day, 
I won't mention the team, but uh, after the first two hitters, it was second and third, no outs in the first inning. So now you have, you know, supposedly the best hitters in your lineup, your three, four, five hitters coming up, and the next three hitters struck out. And the team went on to lose that game, and that's just those type of things. I mean, if you don't score at least one run right there, you failed. But you should score two runs in that situation <laughs> just by hitting a couple ground balls. And now your team's ahead 2 nothing, and now you're rolling, and now your pitcher has a little confidence. I mean, but, it, uh, we've, got, we've gotten to the point today where if, if there is the rare ball player who, let's say, you know, gets to first base on a base hit or a walk, whatever, and somehow is able to advance to second, and then, a, you know, somehow gets the third and a ground ball over to the second baseman, and then he scores on a, on a sack fly. It's like, wow, that's amazing. What, what, what an amazing new concept. <laughs> what a, yeah, what a concept. I mean, yeah, they, I, don't, I don't know, Rick. It's, it's pretty sad what we're seeing, buddy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I got to tell you, now, and Jeff, let me ask you, we're talking right now with Jeff Fry. Uh, you obviously played a long time with the bigs, uh, had success as a hitter. Um, you talk to a lot of former teammates and, and guys who play at the big league level. What is their reaction to what's happened in the game today? What are they telling you? The same thing we're saying. <laughs> they hate it. They really do. It, it just most of it really breaks my heart because a lot of the guys that I talk to say that they don't even watch the game anymore. That they can't stand to watch it. And that, I mean, that's not an indictment. I don't know what it is. You're talking about people that their whole life has been centered around baseball, and now they can't even bear to watch a game? Man, I tell you, it is sad. And, and uh, if these are guys who play the game at the elite level and, uh, you know, love playing baseball, had a real passion for it, and now we're thinking, well, what about the next generation? Uh, and look, Jeff, you, you do a lot of work with, with young hitters, correct? What, what, what happens when they come to see you to get some instruction or talk to you about, about launch angles or trying to hit with power? What, what do you tell them? Yeah, I don't have that conversation with them. <laughs> I teach, I teach them the basics, you know, keep, the kiss method. I believe keep it simple, stupid, and <laughs> and you know, hands high. You hit uh, down to the ball and, and finish high. And you know, everybody's different. That's the thing. I hit different than Mo Vaughn hit, and then Nomar hit. You know, but we all found what worked for us, and we tried to be the best we could be at doing what we did. Yeah, and and now you see what I see a lot in, in instruction for kids is we're trying to teach them all to hit one certain way, and not everybody can hit the same way. Yeah, I I recall growing up, uh, and I'm certainly a lot older than than you and and uh, and Kevin Gallagher. But I mean, the book that we all read as a kid when I was growing up was uh, The Science of Hitting by Ted Williams, and uh, which was a classic, still sells. But by the time I got to high school and college, I'm thinking, you know what? This is not going to work for me because, first of all, Ted Williams was 6'4 and had 20-10 vision, and he was left-handed. So he could uppercut, but I couldn't do that as a right-handed hitter because I'm not 6'4, and I had pretty good vision, but not like Ted Williams had. And it, I had to really invent myself as a hitter to make hit the ball hard, hit it in the gaps, put it in the play, use all the fields, uh, learn how to bunt. But again, I mean, it's just today, it's like we've gone full cycle back to what Ted Williams was talking about in terms of trying to just uppercut and hit home runs. And it doesn't work. It worked for Ted Williams, 
But how many Ted Williams are there out in the world? I mean, as simple as that. And I want to bring in Kevin as well, because before the break, Kevin, we're talking about the actual uh, face of baseball today. I mean, the New York Times uh, wrote an article, not to, had a published an article not too long ago, saying that the total attendance at Major League Games has be, has cons- dropped consistently since the early 2000s. I mean, clearly fewer and fewer people are going to ballparks to watch Major League Baseball. That shouldn't come as a shock to anybody who's been watching the game this year uh, on television. And the TV ratings, as we mentioned before the break, Kevin, are, are terrible as well. The All-Star Game had, had the worst ratings this year of any All-Star Game in history. Uh, the ratings for most of the teams have been bad all year as well. It did get off to a pretty good start this year with baseball, but then people began to realize, God, this is really boring watching guys just walk up to the plate, uh, take three swing and strike out, and it was terrible. Uh, and the is off, ratings are down. Kevin, are you still with us? Oh, yeah, I'm, re- yeah. I'm right here. So tell me, how, how, how are you and Jeff – you know, got to know each other. Uh, you're obviously on the same page. You both have the same desire to change this. I mean, what's going to happen now? What's next? How'd you guys even get together on this? Well, I'll, I'll go first, Jeff. You can jump in. So I wrote the book, obviously, and um, I, I began to watch Jeff's um, viral website, shegonhitting.com, and his parody on what uh, some of these hitting gurus are teaching. You know, he started out as a humorous thing, I believe, and turned into something very serious because this is what we're being taught to our kids. And it's the reason our kids aren't watching, right? So I, I called Jeff. He got the book. He liked it. So we've come together, and we both have the same passion. We want to try to save the game. And, and we're not just talking some a euphemistic uh, term. We're actually talking about the game could dwindle down to becoming irrelevant in 10 to 15 years because our kids aren't watching it, right? You know their activities today. They're brought up in the technology world. They have different interests. They, constantly screen changing, text and Twitter, no phone calls, tick-tock, tick-tock. Everything's quick, quick, quick. And in baseball, we got three guys in suits, you know, talking for three hours to try to fill the void of no action on the baseball game. So what we're doing is we have this, this movement that we're, that we're kicking off um, called uh, Save the Game, March to a Million Signatures. Jeff's going to be instrumental in um, reaching out to his contacts. He's played ball with for 10 years. A lot of ex-major leaguers and coaches that have the same desire that Jeff does and they have a lot of followers on social media. And that's the way this thing works on social media. You can cascade out. We're asking people when we get this launched in the off season to come to the website we're going to provide, sign up digitally that says, I'm dissatisfied with baseball. And Jeff and I and others will take this to Major League Baseball and tell them we're looking for change, not just in the swing, which I think is the root of all of this because it yeah. creates this laissez-faire attitude that Jeff's talking about. The guy's doing home runs, leave him alone. Um, we're going to make change. We're going to, say, we're going to save the game of baseball. And we're going to ask the average ordinary fan to be part of history. That's what we're doing. And there'll be more to come on that, um, Rick, as we go forward. Okay, uh, we're talking this morning with Kevin Gallagher, and we're talking with Jeff Fry as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we'll get to your calls in a minute or two. At uh, Again, our new number this morning is 866-540-9326. Hey, Jeff, i got to ask you a personal question. Did I, did, I read, did I read correctly that you played a year in Gastonia, North Carolina? Yes, sir, 1989. Okay. Well, uh, back when I played in the in the Sally League, um, I have to t- I played in Anderson, South Carolina, and uh, I have to tell you, Gastonia was not a favorite stop of mine. I don't know if they've changed the ballpark from the time you got there, but back in my day, the ballpark was uh, old and dreary, had very poor lights. Uh, was that how it was when you got there in '89? Yeah, it was actually uh, Sims Legion Park. There you go. And. Um... Um, what year did you play there? I was there in 73. 
And they had guys so. on the yeah. team like uh, it was a Texas uh, farm uh, farm team in those days. They had uh, Mike Hargrove was on that team, Brian Doyle, uh, Doug Alt. Um, I mean, these are pretty good ball players. But again, I felt sorry for these guys. They played in such a, a rundown ballpark. I gather they never got around to making it any better. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. And I think when you played there, they had the the big white wall that was about 400 feet to every field. And, and when I played there, they they brought in a fence, like a chain-link fence, to, to make it a little more fair for us hitters. But uh, actually, in, I didn't have a problem playing there. I actually uh, won the batting title in 1989 in Gastonia. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, so, um, all I know is that whenever I saw on the schedule we were slated to, to hop on the bus and go to Gastonia, I said, oh, man, that's going to be a tough night. But <laughs> obviously you yeah, capitalized I, I on it. I felt the same way about Asheville. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember right. driving into Asheville, and there was about a 70-year-old man and his probably 10-year-old grandson uh, standing by the, the gate where we drive in, flipping us off as we walked in. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> this, is, this is okay? This is but, uh, <laughs> talk, about, talk about entertainment in baseball. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was all about, whether it was in Asheville or I remember Spartanburg, uh, Greenwood. These are... These are amazing places that uh, the game is now, of course, having reduced uh, the number of minor league teams. Again, just getting rid of entertainment, getting rid of the next next level of grassroots baseball fans. All right, let me, let me take a time out, guys. Uh, when we return, we'll go get some calls as well. We're listening to Rick Wolf's Sports Edge back after these messages. Back here on the Sports Edge, my guests this morning are Kevin Gallagher, who, of course, is known uh, for his wonderful book about Teach Your Kid to Hit so they don't quit. And we're also talking with Jeff Fry. Uh, you can find out more about Jeff Fry at his very popular podcast at SheGoneHitting.com. And, uh, and, guys, I promise we take some phone calls. Let's do that. Let's talk, to, uh, let's talk to Jerry, who's in Brooklyn. Hey, Jerry, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, guest. I know you have a lot of calls, so I'll try to be as quick as I can. Um, I hope you can change baseball to the way it was, but I think it's a pipe dream, and I don't think it'll ever go back. Let me make my points. 1987, I read the physics of baseball because I wanted to learn the, uh, the secrets of the game. Uh, 2003, I think we go to Moneyball and Sabermetrics, uh, um, and let me fast forward to electronics later on. The uh, Edgetronic Scientific Research Camera that was used to study uh, the hummingbird. The mm-hmm. only bird in the world that doesn't flap its wings up and down, and they use that for spin rate and everything else. Fast forward, uh, Statcast and artificial intelligence. Don't ask. Um, <laughs> I jokingly said to a friend, "What's next? Space exploration for baseball? The genie is out of the bottle, and a little bit of knowledge is good." We put a 300 hitter on a pedestal, yet the difference between a 300 hitter and a 250 hitter is one hit every five games. To my major point, are you going to go to general managers with 30 teams in the league like Tampa and Houston and tell them they can't use analytics um, uh, that has made them successful? When you talk about the K rate, Rick, as you mentioned, the average K rate in baseball is 21.7%. Sandy Koufax was 25.7. So we created Sandy Koufaxes on every team. What Correct. do you do about that? Yeah. And as far as 
putting the ball in play. Theo Epstein said that the ball is put in play about every four minutes. I agree. It's boring. But, you know, a little bit of knowledge is going to go a long way, and I don't see them going back. Thanks, guys. Jerry, thank you. Uh, and, guys, I, I have my own thoughts, but I'm eager to get your, your reactions as well. Jeff, what do you think about uh, Jerry's observations? Uh, Jerry obviously did his homework. That's pretty impressive. But um, And, I mean, he might be right, but if, if it doesn't go back, then the game's going to die. Yeah. And, and you know, they won't have these uh, billion-dollar TV deals and building these new $2 billion stadiums all over the United States if, if people aren't going to watch the game. I, I think it's as simple as that. And, Kevin, I know you feel the same way, correct? Yeah, I mean, Jerry I mean, did his homework, like you say, but they can be successful with all this and win championships, but if nobody's watching, it doesn't matter any longer. See, this, they're in the entertainment business, and um, they're not providing entertainment. So we're not looking to get every major league owner to, to agree. We're, getting, we're looking to get some to agree. Wouldn't it be nice to have a team that adopts an aggressive style of play putting the ball in play and going up against, I don't know, maybe the Yankees or somebody who stays with the home run. What a great contrast that would be in baseball. It would be interesting and exciting. Yeah. But we'll start with one or two teams and see where we go from there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're going to find out, uh, I think what's going to happen, like to see this happen, is one of the so-called have-not teams, one of the teams in the smaller markets where they don't have fat uh, TV revenue contracts uh, and a lot of attendance. And they say, well, we can't afford to get the big free agents to come here and sign, so what we'll do is we'll just go back to the old school of baseball Find ball players who can run and have bat control. Pitchers who don't have to throw full max on every pitch, but can change speeds like Greg Maddox used to do, uh, and, and basically bring back old school baseball. Not only will they find that it's entertaining and fun, so fans will come back to the ballpark to watch, but they'll also find that they're going to be winning ball games because the other team will be defensive. They don't know how to how to counteract this kind of you know aggressive. Uh, you know, run, run, go, go kind of baseball. I think that's the, I, I do hope that happens. And we'll wait and see whether that's done by, I don't know, maybe a, a Kansas City or a Cleveland or a Minnesota, whoever. But somebody's going to have to do that to get the owners to sit up and, and, and take notice. Let's continue with our calls. Let's go to, uh, to Ralph in Manhattan. Good morning, Ralph. You're next up on the fan. Uh, Rick, Kevin, Jeff, uh, great to hear you. You know, I'll tell you something. It would help. If these guys didn't look like linebackers, they had a little bit more athleticism and they look like baseball players. It was a time when you could play this game and be the everyman. You know, Phil Rizzuto actually excelled at this game and he would never even get a second look these days. Yeah. And this concerted, effort, this concerted effort that you're talking about that has to start from way back in, I'll say, Pee Wee Lee to uh, transform this game. This is this has to be like I said a concerted effort by the uh, the coaches uh, nationwide to get this thing going and you know Jerry makes a good point how it seems to be an exercise in futility he may he may be right but you can't this game was so great it had such a uh, charm it was so set apart from the others that it'd be a shame to lose it as it once was but I think we've lost it already but hopefully we can get it back but the one thing you said Rick and I'm sorry to go on. The situational hitting has to start from the minor leagues. These of guys course. have to learn how to play the game properly from, you know, going way back. You can't get them on a major league level and then make the transition then. It's just not going to work. 
No, Ralph, absolutely. Thank, thank you for your thoughts this morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, situational hitting, uh, when I was coaching with the Indians, uh, you know, back in the day, I mean, this was drummed into the minor leaguers. That you can't, this is a cardinal sin. You have to get that runner in from third base. That's the, the, the way you win baseball games is by scoring runs. And you can't leave your teammate out there uh, hung out to dry with uh, less than two outs. You've got to put the ball in play. As simple as that. And that has to filter down, obviously, into college, high school, uh, youth leagues, whatever it might be. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way the game is supposed to be played. It's, it's a tough enough game as it is. We've made the game not only even more difficult because we're always searching for home run hitters, but also we've made the game boring as well. And it's, it's just not going to work. Let's, let's move hey, quickly. Hey, Rick, before you jump on that point real quick, so the, the caller was right. So what we're trying to do with this march to a million and save the game is to get the attention of major league that the business is dying and then to align with them and partner with them. We're not looking to fight with them. To recognize that through public service announcements, marketing initiatives, they want to start cascading down into the lower ladder leagues leading up to major league baseball, that kids that hit 300 have an on-base percentage, do things like that, can get college scholarships, that they're going to pay attention to them, that they're going to sign them, they can get to the pros. That's where it has to start. So three or four or five years from now, there's a crop of people coming up hitting differently. So it's not an overnight um, sensation, but I think they'll listen if they see that they're, they're losing money and the game is dying because this generation's not, not watching the game. Well, Kevin, I, I mean, I think uh, we're all on the same page here. We've we got to do something in the time. It's now reached a point where, again, uh, the, the fans are voting with their feet. They're not going to the ball games. They're not watching the games on TV. They just uh, do something else. And, and again, baseball has, has taken us lumps over the years, but always has bounced back. Uh, this may be a time where they, they might get to the point where they just there is a, a, no other new generations that come into the game. They're going to do other things with their time and not watch baseball and not be fans. And I just you have to wonder, does Major League Baseball, are they aware of this? I'm sure they're aware that the ratings are down. I'm sure they're aware that the revenues are down in terms of, of people not coming to the ballparks. But they, this is, the problem is the game, the game itself, the product. Jeff, Kevin, what, what's the next step for you guys in terms of all this? Well, I, uh, I'm excited to be uh, partnering up with Kevin in this deal because I, I think it's so, so important. And, um, and it starts at the young levels. And I think what happens is so many people have started watching the game on TV and, see, and have seen where it's gone to the, to the three true outcomes. And that's trickled down. Now it goes into college and it's into high school. And you've got people teaching 8- and 10-year-olds to hit uh, fly balls in the top of the cage because they have to hit home runs because that's all that matters in Major yeah. League Baseball. And, and I think that uh, you know by bringing awareness and, and trying to reach as many people as we can, um, you know we have to we have to let these owners know one way or another. And, and the way that the owners are going to are going to take notice is is uh, when their pocketbooks are hit and. And when people stop going to these games, there's definitely going to have to be a, a change in the game. Yeah, yeah and then to add to Rick's to Jeff's point, and this is the perfect time, the perfect time to have this movement that we're going to kick off over the, the offseason. The, the owners are aware that there's an issue. We're going to try to partner with them to help them save their business. And uh, going forward, we're going to get the infrastructure built. We're going to get this uh, website up to march to a million signatures, take it to Major League Baseball, and we have some events that we're going to play next year, Rick, that uh, might be interesting, too. Uh, if we get this thing up properly uh, some, on a Sunday in May, when everybody's playing baseball in the major leagues, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or in the third inning of every game, we're going to have, have the fans go to the ballpark and stand up and chant, save the game, 
so that baseball will hear them that day across America that they want change. And we're going to get the attention of the Major League Baseball owners. We're going to have a conversation with them. We're going to get their support and help to cascade down into the lower levels in a better way to teach uh, baseball. And guys like Jeff Fry and the video he's going to do to show them how to hit it, maybe Mike Piazza and the guys that that, um, Jeff knows will help cascade that message down and will create a new generation of, of hitters and will change the game. Well, that sounds like an exciting movement, and as I said, it, it's, it is, uh, it's sort of like the American way. We're going to take the game back and, and show the owners that, come on, that's, that's, that's basically work together to make baseball the national pastime again, to, to try to get more and more kids come to this. It's supposed to be meant to be a fun, exciting, reactive kind of game, a lot of action going on, uh, as opposed to what it is today. And, and if we did, guys, as you well know, we stay down this pathway, the way the game is now, it'll be gone within a few years. Nobody will be watching, nobody will come to the games, no kids will play the game, it'll just be gone. It'll be a memory, simple as that. Guys, I, I, I got to thank you. We're running out of time, but I, I tell you, this has just been exciting and fun to talk to you both, and obviously the passion that we all have for, for the game itself. Uh, Jeff Fry, thank you so much for getting up so early this morning uh, in Texas. And friends, again, check out Jeff Fry at uh, SheGoneHitting.com. You'll be uh, delighted with what he has to say about the game and the state of the game today. Obviously, Kevin Gallagher, who's been on the show before, with his great book about teach your kid to hit so they don't quit. Uh, this you know, Jeff and, and Kevin are basically leading this front to, to get everybody more involved in baseball and to save the game and to improve the entertainment value so the national pastime becomes fun to watch again. Right now, it's, it's unfortunately, it's, well, the word is as boring as that. Kevin and Jeff, my thanks again for joining me this morning. I very much appreciate your time. Thank you, hey, Jeff. I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch, Jeff, and go back to sleep. Get some rest now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And I just want to uh, remind you folks, uh, before I close up the shop here on the Sports Edge this morning, uh, in terms of finding me, of course, I'm getting some very, very nice feedback uh, on my new website at AskCoachWolf.com. Thank you for your good thoughts and comments. Um, you can also find me, of course, on Twitter. Just go to hashtag AskCoachWolf. And if you want more, you can go to my YouTube channel at AskCoachWolf on YouTube. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, short videos on many of the, the topics that uh, we cover on the show. I, um, I'm sorry about the confusion with the phone lines, but again, we got through it. I wish I had time to take more calls, but unfortunately, they're up against the clock. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks, as always, to Ed, our Zoo Man. The Zoo Man, thank you so much. <laughs> Friends, I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 